When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. The segment you're going to be listening to shortly is part of a show from our Blue Room Extra service. If you weren't already aware, over on Patreon we're producing even more content. That includes a show exclusively for subscribers, a preview show when we speak to fans and journalists to get the insights on Everton's upcoming opponents, and a mailbag show where we answer your questions as well. If you'd like to get involved, you can sign up on Patreon at patreon.com slash extra. We hope you do enjoy this clip from one of our subscriber-exclusive shows. As a reminder, if you'd like to hear more from us, you can do on TBR Extra at patreon.com slash extra. Let's look at some positives before we assess the negative aspects of this game. And the, the main one for me, Mike, is you know Pat, Paddy mentioned there and Dominic Carvert-Lewin. Um, fourth goal in, in three games now, of course. Um, didn't get on the pitch against Sheffield United, bizarrely, when, when we're chasing that goal. And I think one of the things we, we've said about Carvert-Lewin throughout his Everton career is that he's not even getting the positions, or he's not getting the service to necessarily miss chances. I don't know whether it's just because people like Iwobi and he's coming to the side as more of a natural creator. Richarlison seems to be being a bit more creative this this season as well, but I think it's encouraging for me, even though he is he did miss a couple of good opportunities at the weekend, we're starting to see a player now who is he's getting more into those optimal scoring areas a lot more often. And, and while I think maybe that's taken something away from his game in terms of He's not making those lung-busting runs down the channels or, or holding the ball up so much and bringing those into play. All of a sudden, he looks like a, a lad to me who seems a lot more hungry for goals. And I don't think he'll ever be a, a natural finisher per se, but I think he's he seems to be getting better at finding those pockets where he could get chances to, to sniff out goals. Yeah, at the minute, he seems to be a bit damned if he does and damned if he doesn't because... The end of last season, we obviously had the centre forward who could do everything but score and was very good at holding the ball up. But in this day and age, yada yada yada, you need twenty goal season striker and just holding the ball up isn't good enough. And that wasn't okay. Fine, so he scores four goals in three games. Well, he's not doing enough off the ball now, and he's not going to do both. As you say, it's it's 
he's how old now? 22, yeah. 23 years <coughs> of age, and he's still learning the game as a Premier League striker. I'm sorry, but you're not going to end up having the complete forward because, let's be honest, not very many teams in Europe have that sort of striker. It just doesn't really exist. Um, for me, I'm quite happy. I'm especially happy with his goal at the weekend because it just shows that, as you say, he's now in wanting those positions that following the ball in like that's something we I don't I feel like we haven't seen that much of and we'll have a chance and I don't know just little half chances or just near misses like say go back to Iwobi's chance against Villa ricochets off the post there's no one near it for like when mm. when the rebound comes back out and it's nice to have a centre forward finally following those chances in because I think if you look back there'll be a lot of chances like that that Everton just haven't had someone around the box just then put in the rebound is just those really horrible messy goals and I suppose Mike as well if, if that's Moise Keane scoring that exact same goal people are saying yeah. what goal scoring instincts that lad's got you know right place right time and all that kind of thing yeah absolutely it's not a case of stealing the goal then it's <laughs> making it for yourself isn't it but I think I just think that Dominic Calvert-Lewin doesn't have that much credit in the bank with a large number of Evertonians and that's fine just people are incredibly frustrated from years and years of not signing a striker since Ron because it is years now which saying it just sounds ridiculous but he's unfortunately been maligned as someone who can't finish despite scoring a few half decent goals for us and probably being serviced by one of the worst creative midfields in the league for the past three or four seasons because Paddy was talking about this problem before about Everton having to struggle against a low block and teams are going to sit tight and defend and he's talking about Groundhog Day We've seen that for the past however many years now. That's been the problem probably since Martinez's first season was those sorts of games. That sort of game against Sheffield United at home, I feel like I've seen that every <laughs> season. Yeah, I think the one last year was probably West Ham at home and you go back and back and West Brom, Swansea. There's always those sorts of games with Everton because that's just the way it is if you don't buy clinical decent number 10s who can create chances just one after the other routinely I know there's been a lot of talk about that sort of chances created thing with Sigurdsson and not taking into account that just means passing the ball to someone who has a shot and then adding in the other stat where Everton have had some of the worst shots in the league Mm. it's just those sorts of things are all going to lead back to the strikers not reaping the benefits and being the fellows who are the boo boys and unfortunately that's where Calvert-Lewin finds himself I I think we hold Calvert Lewin to different standards. I think if he delivers a six out of ten performance, most Everton fans lambast that as a four or five out of ten. Whereas Moise Keane, the example you've given there, if he does those things, then I think we're a little bit easier and a little bit more lenient with him. And I, kind of, he's not the only one either. Well, there's Tom Davis is another one. I think we we hold <coughs> Tom Davis too unreasonably high standards sometimes in, in some of the stuff he does. And yeah, of course, at times he's not being good enough. At times Calvert-Lewin is not being good enough. And actually, I was I was quite critical in my own assessment of Calvert-Lewin after the Bournemouth game. He scored a goal, but I thought his all-round game was one of the poorest yeah. I've seen. I, I think I mentioned that on one of our shows. So <laughs> it, it's kind of what you want from your strikers and it's kind of what you make of it with regards to your assessment because... I thought he did just about everything that was required in terms of his role as a centre-forward. In this side, he is kind of asked to sacrifice a little bit. He is kind of asked to be physical with defenders, to win headers and bully a few defenders. Did he do those things? Yeah, I think he did against City. I think Everton were comfortably the better side when it came to winning balls in the air. 
creating chances through those means. So yeah, he did his job there. He also scored a goal. Are we expecting him to score three chances out of three or two chances out of two? Well, no, because then that's Sergio Aguero. Mm. <laughs> this is a lad. Ian Rice there, I passed passed one wide, didn't he? The weekend yeah. from ten yards out. That was, Look I mean, that was a sitter. chance. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I think we just sorry to interrupt you there, Mike. We had Matt Cheatham on the, the Stats Pack show. Anyone who's not listened to that, by the way, go, go listen to it. Some interesting stuff. And he said Sergio Aguero's chance conversion since he's been in the Premier League is eighteen percent. So like like you said, you sort of you shouldn't expect these lads to score every single chance that comes their way. It's mad. It's mad. I mean, I, the one that I saw him getting hammered for was the, the save that Edison pulled off. I'd say that was a good save, maybe even an exceptional save, depending on how you look at it. Um, but Calvert Lewin, it, it's I think people have formed an opinion, and the only way that you're gonna get people to change their mind is if he goes and bangs 20-25 goals in this season. No, because that wouldn't do it. It didn't do it for Harry Kane. That took three seasons of 20 goals a season before but you went, oh okay yeah, you'll keep doing this now. <laughs> it just it doesn't happen like that. Like Even if he went and, and just battered in 20 goals this season, it'd be like see what happens next year. See what happens. Still need a striker. That would be the discussion. It doesn't come around that quickly. There is nothing, as you say, Paddy. The opinion has been formed, and that's young English footballers who I know it sounds a little bit, a little bit gammony and a little bit Brexit, but young English footballers who don't have the massive price tag. As you say, if Moisey Keane scores that goal, he's got a lot more credit in the bank because he hasn't sort of just been well. He cost one and a half million quid and was bought it for the academy. It's not seen as either a being someone who's come through the academy or be someone who you've gone out and spent millions and millions of pounds on. So there doesn't need to be that much credit given to him because if Everton sell him for 10 million quid, that's a massive profit. What are they complaining about? He wasn't that good anyway. That's all it comes down to. How many of his last four goals would you consider to have been golden chances? Now, obviously the one at the weekend, if he'd missed that, that would have been yeah. the miss of the season. Yeah. But the one against Bournemouth is a good goal for my money. Sheffield Wednesday, uh, the second one. The Sheffield the Wednesday, one. Is, is yeah. a, he should score there. The first one against Sheffield Wednesday is a very good finish. Yeah. Again, the kind of goal that if Moise Keane scored it, we'd we, we'd be discussing how potent he is in the box and how he's a poacher and all this kind of stuff. So he scored four goals in three games. And what we were all told by about this lad is that he can't score goals. Do we not just now start to give him a little bit of the benefit, the benefit of the doubt and say he's doing that at the moment and he's also working on his all-round game, which has been good at times anyway. I absolutely would. But I think for that within the main populace, what you need is a couple more finishes, like he had away at Cardiff last season. Yeah, yeah. You need a couple of those sorts of goals. Joe, where... The Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday one was that, though, wasn't it? And I know it wasn't the same type of finish, but it was still something that you probably wouldn't have expected him to put no, away. No, absolutely not. Yeah. But you just need two or three of those sorts of finishes. Can't compose, yeah. curled around the keeper, time on his hands to just pick a spot and then execute it perfectly. There's a couple of those, he'll buy himself time, but no more than that. Yeah, because you can sort of envision a situation where he doesn't score at the weekend and all of a sudden it's getting off the team for West Ham. Yeah. That'll be, that would be the, the, the conversation and people will be calling for, for Keane to come back in. And, you know, obviously we all want to see Moyes Keane do really well, but I think at, at the moment, this lad's <laughs> earned his place in the side. You know, he's, he's comfortably our, our top goal scorer this season now with, with, with four, as you mentioned there. I think it's, he's more than deserved his opportunity. And well, if you, it, if you look at it, Matt, we're attacking at the moment around 80% of the time down the flanks. Hmm. So most of our game plan, whether we like it or not, at this moment in time, is focused on getting wide and getting the quality of Luca Dean 
into crossing positions so he can put the ball on people's heads. Who is the most likely within our squad? I, I would say Calvert-Lewin yeah. is significantly more likely than Moise Keane at the moment to get on the end of something. And if that's going to be a big part of our strategy, I don't think it should be. But if that's going to be a big part of our strategy on the silver, then Calvert-Lewin is best place to take advantage of that. And it, it, it. I just find it. I just find it a little bit weird that we we are so quick to kind of do downs players that that perform well mm. at times and and I, I do stuff like like we say this image has been has been formed. It's a, it's a little bit of a shame because I mean I I went to the press conferences after the game and Pep Guardiola singled out Calvert Lewin and Richarlison and the question was put to him by one of the Manchester pack. Um, and he's slightly worried that. Everton exploited you in this way in the air. We said, no, not every side has Dominic Calvert-Lewin's prowess in the air. He's one of the best I've seen in that regard. Yeah, of course, City didn't have the first three centre-backs there, but Calvert-Lewin caused problems he did. Caused problems and garnered the attention of Pep Guardiola, who we all consider to be one of the better managers and maybe the best manager in world yeah. football. And he's singling him out for praise after the game. So, like, can we cut the lad some slack? Progressive presents, don't do it yourself. Okay, fixing a water heater. Easy peasy. Oh yeah? So you know how to secure this gift joint? Yeah. Detach the steam pump? <laughs> Takes two seconds. And fasten the double to the pressure tube? Yeah, my dad taught me how to do that. Oh, that's interesting, because I made all those things up. Look, we should just bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big, then pay someone to do it for us. That's cool. This double's the wrong size anyway. Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.